You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. In a week where Elon Musk is banning every account that seems to be a parody, we wonder if we'll get mistaken for a football account. I'm Andy Baxter and this is Pint of Football, the nation's drunkest football podcast. And it's a special one here today. I'm joined by a very, very interesting guy, a guy who a lot of you will know if you're on Twitter. His name is Dial M for Murtha, whose real name is Mark. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Andy. How are you, mate? Okay. How are things I'm very over- well, thank you, sir. How are things over the border? <laughs> as chaotic as um, they have been for a little while, don't know what's going on from one day to the next. No, exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry, then that's Britain. Yeah, isn't it just? But you know, all that nonsense aside, we've got some important things to talk about, and that is, of course, non-league football. Mm-hmm. I have been keeping an eye on Western Supermare lately, doing really well at the moment, so second in the league, and we've got a really tough challenge coming up away at Merthyr Town. It's a game that I'm going to. And I needed to get the the inside knowledge, and who best to ask than you? So I wondered. I'm guessing you're a local lad. Are you from? Yeah, Merthyr born, born and bred. So I remember what the my dad took me, and my grandfather went before him. My dad and myself, my grands, my son goes, my grandson goes. So yeah, Merthyr town through and through, and Merthyr Merthyr Tidville through and through. Yeah, so I wow. should know, I should know what I'm talking about. It sounds like you had no choice, really, didn't it, for all those generations who were sort of forced into it? That's a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Merthyr are fan-owned, yes? Yeah, we're fan-owned. I mean, in 2009-ish, I was then chairman, and I was a bit of an absentee landlord. Um, finally sort of ran out of money, ran out of patience, I don't know what you want to call it. And we, we um, I was involved with the Supporters Trust at the time, and we were very clever that what we did at one point, we, we managed to um, lend the club some money when they were going through financial chaos. Uh, I think it was only about £1,500. But we got a, um, a, a document confirmed it was a loan. So we were then, we, we are very unique in the fact we're the only supporters trust to put its own club in administration. 
to, to, to basically protect it from the crazy owner. So, um, and then we went from then we went into liquidation. Then we were homeless for a year, and then we were lucky enough to, to reform and go into the Western League. And now we're back in our traditional home now, but we are fan owned. Uh, for example, I'm vice chairman of the club, which is obviously I'm elected onto the board. So at some point, maybe in February, I may be voted off. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're fan owned, um, which is really good because it means we're a stable sort of we are a stable club. We've had a few issues. Which you can talk about later if you want to. Hmm. Um, but at the moment, we sort of know what we what we spend. Well, we don't. If we got ten pounds, we'll spend nine pound ninety nine. That's the that's the principle. And end of the season, we need to be in the black. Um, yeah, which is which is great, but also gives us a bit of a glass ceiling. So how far can we go? Well, that was my next question. How, how far do you go? What's what's the next step? I mean, you've seen some clubs try and throw money at a problem and. It not go so well in some cases. You've seen a very high-profile club get celebrity American owners to come in, and you know I, I see a lot on our Twitter feed of other clubs sort of a bit bemused at them getting the attention, and you know the way BT Sports would or Sky would have you believe it does the Premier League and then Wrexham and that's it, and it's um, yeah, it's frustrating really. Well, it's I mean it's, it's it's I mean I think Wrexham is very unique though. I mean, I think, I mean, I mean, for, for ourselves, for me and my mates and my generation, I think we could be a good conference South team. You know, with a, with a, we've got a good, we've got a nice, good, we've got to come today, but obviously you want to talk about a new young manager now was really exciting, exciting us on the terraces. And But Conference South would, would be sort of our glass idea, I would hope. Conference National, that's a different ball game now. Yeah. We, we were in that in the early 90s. And we finished fourth one year. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, which would have been the playoff now. But I mean, that's a different world now. Jesus. I mean, you talk about Wrexham, Chesterfield, Oldham. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's, it's Division Five now in the old parlance, isn't it? Oh, totally. Um, and so our glass is that because we fan owns. I mean, I, I do feel a little bit of sympathy for Wrexham in a way that if you're going to be taken over by two Hollywood um, superstars, then I suppose that's, not, that's quite good fun, I suppose. They seem to be doing it the right way, I think. You know, and you know, I mean, but you know, but what what do you do when someone's something that lands in your lap? You know, you know, this is it. Like, the, the problem is, is people's expectations still are you want to win the game on the Saturday, whatever league you're in, Western or Merthyr or Liverpool, the fans just want to win on Saturday. That's still a, a big sort of um, a dichotomy in the fact that you still got to win a game of football, and, and the fact you're a fan of might give you a little bit of a glow in your heart and, mm. before the game kicks off, but if you lose four nil or home. You still want to know where, where where's the next centre forward coming from? So, you know, it's a it's um it's a balancing act. It it is that's that's the right way of putting it because you know you want to do well in terms of progression and and moving up, but you you've also got your hands tied by the finances, the other clubs, excuse me, the other clubs that you're up against, and you know if the team's not doing it on a Saturday, then. You, you want to have fun. You want to be entertained. It's, well, it's, yeah. We didn't get into this for, for the glory of it. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't watch you don't watch Merthyr or Western, you know, for the for the glory. But it, I mean, but you do it for the, the for the for the long term, yeah. it for the long run. And, you know, and, it's, and and when the good times come along, I mean, we've just had an excellent cup. I mean, we just had a great cup run. So you know, and it's just took over the town for a week and a half. You know, it's fantastic. But you know, um, the thing about obviously sport in Merthyr is, is it's a social event more than anything else. Um, so you know, uh, but still, last season we were relegated because we were terrible. Mm. We, c- we couldn't win a game for love, no money. Um, 
you know, um, but the fans stuck with us, you know, because I think if you've, if you've got a product or an, um, something that's worth selling, people will still come, you know, um, but ultimately they're going to win football matches, got to win those. It's, yeah, I imagine like any club, if you're losing every week when you're ultimately relegated, it's 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 hard to sort of motivate you to go on a Saturday in January when it's cold and miserable and all that. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that it is a community thing, it is quite literally the only game in town in, in some mm-hmm. places, isn't it? So that's, yeah. um, you know, it's good to see the people that are still going. I was speaking to some Salisbury fans on Saturday because Western at, at Salisbury and they've just got a new manager as well. They had um, Steve Claridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know of him. Played yeah. for Leicester and a few other top teams, I think. Yeah, yeah. Did but, he? Uh, Cambridge, maybe. And um, you know, they were like, he didn't give a toss from, from what they were saying. You know, it was just time to go. And it was uh they've got a guy there that used to work with Daryl Clark at, at Bristol Rovers and Walsall and a few others. So yeah. they're happy enough. And he said it's gonna be a long process. Um, and then yeah, see what happens. They sort of dissolved and, and came back as well. They were Salisbury City, maybe. And then they came back as just Salisbury. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of it goes on, unfortunately. And you, you sort of got to be skeptical. You see these owners at other clubs and, you well, know, and just throw too much think, money at it. And Well, I think, I think, I think Farnborough must have been the fourth or fifth version of themselves. So, there we are. It happens, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, but, but, but we determined that we not for it to happen again. I mean, one, one thing that's unique about this course, and this is obvious to every, is that we're Welsh. Mm. Play in England, so there's only five teams that do this now, and we are sort of the lowest ranked ones. And eventually, when Wrexham get promoted, which will happen eventually, probably yeah. this season, probably we'll become the only Welsh non league team, which is a great USP for us. But the, but the point being is, though, is that the last time round when we were when we went, we went into liquidation and we came back, it was the, probably the perfect year for us to do that because the Welsh FA would were. Um, Redoing their leagues, moving mm. things around, setting new things up. So they just didn't want the Merthyr problem. So they were saying, oh, look, you just go back and do England and play and we'll deal with you later. So, but I think, I don't think we'll have that. Um, that's such an easy ride if we did it, we, we shot ourselves in the foot again. I think it would be, you know, you're staying in Wales now. So um, we're on our last chance in a way. So we're determined not to, not to. We don't want to jeopardize our position. It's a unique position playing in England. It's a it's it's a cultural, it's our spiritual home. Southern League football, Southern League football is our spiritual home, and that's where we we've always played since the the um, nineteen forty six, okay, forty seven, and that's where we play, and that's what we and that's what we enjoy and what we love. I mean, is sorry, I mean, there's a unique thing here, which annoys other Welsh fans, football club fans sometimes, is that we actually have. This is a really difficult thing to say. We actually have. We don't have a lot of ambition. Now that sounds really weird. I want, to <laughs> yeah. win, I, want, I want to win a game every Saturday. Every Saturday I want to win a game. Every Saturday I want to pint afterwards to celebrate. Mm. The point is though, it doesn't really matter as long as the team are performing and everything. And because we know there's only certain way we can go. Because not all, there's not a lot of money in Merthyr Tidville. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not a it's not an affluent place. So for us to you know, a lot of the youngsters will dream of us in the football league. Maybe if Will Ferrell takes over next week. <laughs> now, I don't think Will Ferrell will be in for the long term. He can try if he wants to. But the point is, though, you know, it's more, it's more of a social event. It's more of a, it's more of a, um, it's almost a cultural experience, almost. You'll find out on Saturday when you come up what it's like. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I've been told it's a cracking away day. So um, mm-hmm. I was going to pick your brains on that a little bit later. So just quickly, though, it's a very interesting topic that you mentioned there. How do you 
feel or you may know that other clubs perceive Merthyr from being a Welsh team but not playing in the Welsh League, playing in the English League and listening to you talk about it, you're very proud of that fact and you say that it's your mm-hmm. roots and the Southern League is your heritage. There's going to be a few long away trips, I'm sure, but um, you know, if it, it's it's just the, the done thing. This is who you are, this is the identity, yeah, it's exactly. important to preserve it. Yeah, I mean, the long trips don't phase us really. Um, you know, we've just done more, I mean, we've played traditionally in over the years, we've played, we played Folkestone in the, in the home recently, and the last we've that was a regular trip for us, Folkestone, Hastings, you know, Deal, all these places in Kent back in the 60s and 70s and the 80s, you know. Um, so I mean, it didn't make it, it is what we are, we know what, we, what, what we're in, and we know we have to accept it. Nothing playing about it. Um, I mean, most people's perceptions are worth it, as it depends who you talk to. I mean, if you want to talk to a pool fan or a farmer fan, they may not be so uh, um, generous <laughs> to us. I, I don't know why, to be honest with you, because when you come on Saturday, you'll find us. Overly helpful, and but we, but it's a rough old place, with that. So at times we can be a bit rumbustuous. Um, but I mean, I think most people enjoy coming to us because it's a unique thing, you know. I mean, it is unique to come to us and once a season. I know it's a bit far for some people again, but you're going to Wales and it's a bit different, and it's uh, yeah. it's a bit it's a bit of unique stuff. And our away support is pretty good, so we always bring some fans to when we go away. So. Um, money's tight these days, but I think most fans, gotcha. most clubs enjoy coming to us because, and also to be blunt, we got a really fantastic football ground. To be blunt, we have still got the one of the old fans, and it was, was it was in the football league in the in the twenties, yeah. And it's been we've we've had some amazing um, grants through from the EU, um, about six seven years ago. We've done it up again. It's a lovely football ground. So you know it is a really old fashioned football ground and. When you come to see it, you'll, you'll love it. You're going to love our ground. I might as well ask you about that now, because I know you played, when you first came back, you played somewhere else, which isn't nice, but, you know, needs must, I suppose. Um, what's that? Taft's Well, was it? I've got written yeah, we, we went to Taft's Well, because the, the, the liquidator kept the ground and we couldn't get in there. So for 12 months, we had to go and find somewhere else. So basically one Sunday afternoon, myself and, and then one of the other directors, we sort of drove around in his car. I had a, I had a massive hangover that day. That was <laughs> Looking for a ground, and we went to Tapswells down down the valley from us, you know. So it's about ten miles away, mm. and we went there, and um, we were very lucky because the reserve team had stopped, so they had, they had some capacity, and they just said, "Yeah, okay, come on down." We had to, we had upgraded the dress rooms a bit with them, but they looked after us for a season. And you know what? We had a fantastic time. We won the league. We had a great time down there, and it was that, and we that helps, won. doesn't it? If you had oh, a good team that year, yeah. absolutely. And we had one season there. So that one season is always looked upon like we're rose tinted glasses because it was a great season, winning football, going on task one, everybody on the train, drinking, mm. you know. If we'd had to have had two seasons there, I'm not sure what would have happened. Mm. We went back within a year and then we back to the old uh, traditional ground. We took over again, got some because we're a community enterprise, which is another advantage of being fan-owned. You know, we're a community enterprise, so therefore we have a lot more um, access to grant funding. So we put new okay. 3D pitch down. We're able to develop the grounds, you know, and all that came from luckily Taft's well looking after us. If they hadn't looked after us, we wouldn't have survived. Uh, that that close was it? It was that close. I mean, by the Sunday we had to find somewhere because on the Monday we were at Wembley presenting our case to the the FA at the time, um, and we knew we were going to go to the Western League, but we had to have a ground of a certain standard. Yeah, because um, they put us into the Western League Division One. Because we weren't able to con- confirm where we wanted to be, we could have gone to the Premier League, but because we were at Tufts, well, we were in Division One, which in the end worked okay for us. Because to be honest, we were much better than other clubs in the league. Yeah. We overwhelmed most clubs without support, and they all loved it. 
apart from the ones who put the, the bar price up in chalk. Um, <laughs> when, when you got there, they were saying it wasn't two pound anymore. It was three pound. Yeah, yeah. Was, they, were, they were quite good fun. But we had some fun. Oh, the Western League was fantastic, you know. Some of the you know, places went on there, you know, Bitten and Bridport and with a, with a wheel of a time for two years, you know. Um, and that was fantastic for us. And it was perfect league for us to rebuild the club because Bit always supports winning games. Mm. Just fantastic, you know. And that was good. But, but I've got to say, if it wasn't for Taps well, we wouldn't be here now. Fab. Fab, no, it's a, a lovely story. And I'm sure there's certain groups of your fans that still think, oh, I, I would remember that season. They talk fondly about it. As you say, the train rides up with a few cans. It does sound pretty flipping good on the Saturday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, for one season, it was great. Yeah. A bit more than that, it would have got, it would have started getting a bit tiring, you know? I remember when, when Bristol Rovers got rele- relegated to the conference in 2014, was it maybe? And they went straight back up. And so people look back on that season and think, oh, it was great to see other teams that you'd not seen before, mm-hmm. have more away fans than their home fans at certain places. We went to Nuneaton at one point and, had, you know, we doubled their previous record attendance mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but any more than that, and I think, you know, it would have taken us five, six years to get out of it because you sort of get stuck, then you get bogged down. Well, and, it's, it's... And, and, and that's where Wrexham are now, you know. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Wrexham desperate to get out. And I think obviously got some good funding now, and I'm sure they will do it because money talks. Um, but otherwise, you know, Wrexham have just been there for over a decade now. It's got to be over a decade. It's been a good while, hasn't it? Yeah, I haven't yeah, got that in front of me, yeah. but it has been a good while. So, anyway, as you say, Saturday is going to be good. I'm coming down to see the grounds. And what, what advice would you give to someone who's not been to the place and to the football ground before? Is there somewhere I have to go and drink, somewhere I definitely shouldn't go and drink? Maybe a local food place yeah, I have to yeah. go to, it, it, that kind of thing? No, Murther's a, a, a rough old place to go to, as in it's a rough on the edges. It's a bit frayed. It's, you know, it's an old it's post-industrial um, landscape. You know, it's uh, a bit rough and ready. You know, I mean, a bit of Western in a way, you know, it's, you, know um, yeah. you know, similar sort of places, you know, sort of be left, left behind a bit. Pre- previous glories so that's alright but I mean there's plenty of places you can drink in the town I mean there's some fantastic pubs in the town you know on the way up to the Grand there's, there's Yanka there's a great pub at the Potna called Tiger Inn where Merthyr Town used to change back in 100 years ago when we used to walk up the hill to play the games and there's a very, sort of a, the, the infamous pubs there's one called the Windham on the Gleeburn Street which was once on TV's hardest pubs <laughs> brilliant Again, all it is is just local characters in there no problems no trouble and there's a pub at the bottom of our road called the Park View. Uh, I don't think it's open anymore. Where we used to drink once upon a time. That's interesting. Um, to be honest with you, it's a nice old town, Merthyr. In, in November, it'll be bloody grim and grey. Um, there's plenty of places to go. Don't worry about that. There's enough bars. And there's, the, there's, the, there's the ubiquitous where, where the spoons are right in the middle, of course. Indeed. Know? Yeah, I've learned my lesson this um with this this weather, I got absolutely drenched on Saturday, so that wasn't much fun. Don't think it was much fun for the players either. But I mm. noticed you said earlier that it was um, an artificial surface. Yeah, as well. But, so that I mean, must I mean, be. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, I think come to Merthyr, come straight to the ground. Okay. Because at the ground, we've got two bars there. We got a big stand. Um, you know, we got a tea bar across the other side. Come to the ground, watch the football TV, drink some beer. Have a little drop of Panera and whiskey if you want to, because that's, that's a lovely drop. Um, big, we've got a big car park, so you park your car there, get there early. But that's what you should do, just come to the ground early, get in the ground, come in the bar, and, and just join in with everybody. It's, a bit, it's always a, it's a buzzer on the crowd at the moment. There's, a, there's definitely a buzz about the club, and you'll and you enjoy that. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The one thing I have to make, make sure you need to do, though, right? So very early on in the first half, or just before kickoff, go over to the the, the T bar on the wank bank, and that's what I, that's what our home terrace is called, by the way. The Lovely. Bank. <laughs> Nobody knows why. Officially, it's called the Poplar Terrace. Mm. Everybody calls it the wank bank. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. So we go to the wank bank. There's, there's a um, a T bar they call Holvies, named after the famous centre half in the eighties. Now they sell, and you must have seen this already on, on social media, carbon chips with the curry sauce and sausages. So it's yeah. a cob of bread cut in half, the bread scooped out, chips put in. Now that is the is, is we've had fans come in from London and Liverpool coming down, actually Liverpool coming down specifically to eat this food. Wow. I mean, it's you're right. It's one of those that gets shared all the time on, yeah, yeah. on so, these social so, pages and stuff. So of course always, I've seen it. Always a bloody queue. So mm. get it early. Yeah. Get yourself a carbon chips and stand on the terraces because we've got old-fashioned terraces as well. The ground is four sides of the ground. The one bank's biggest. One bank is now the biggest football terrace in Wales. Bad. Uh, okay. And then it goes, and you've got the theatre end, and you've got so just come to the ground early and come and enjoy the ground. I would. Um, it sounds brilliant. With I mean, with it only being just over an hour away from from Western as well, I hope there's going to be a few. Come down with us. Yeah, you always bring um, a few. To be fair, oh, Western always bring a few fans to us. It it, it it always amazes me when you see some. Like we had Dorchester on a Tuesday night a few weeks ago, and there's pictures of Western fans there. I think, Christ, I'm keen to yeah. go and all that, but flipping mm-hmm. that's a long, a late one yeah, well, coming we, back. Well, we we got Hanwell tomorrow, and I mean, I already know there's a minibus full of lads going up. There's a group of lads who go everywhere on a minibus, and they'll be in Hanwell tomorrow. Are you going yeah. yourself? No, no, no. I'm going to be a bit older to them. See, I'm a bit lazy. No, um, no, no. Um, no but I, yeah, but like, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you dodge Thursday Westerns, these are the clubs we expect to come to us, you know. You know, so that's uh, so yeah. That, I mean, if, um, a lot of you, your listeners will have been to Merthyr before, so they'll tell you what it's like, but it's worth, it's worth coming. And we've got a reputation, but ignore that because it's nonsense because, you know, it's, it's a rough old place and you see all the the problem is with Merthyr is it's, it's it's an easy target for the media when they want a story about mm. social deprivation. I may or, I may or, be remembering this wrong, but I'm sure. I mean, it may have been ten years ago now. I'm sure one of the TV channels did a program about Merthyr, about being a, a one of the poorest towns yeah. or areas, and that kind of helps because you're just playing up to the stereotypes, then, aren't yeah, you? And, no, absolutely. That, that's, that's the problem. It's, it's the stereotypes and. You know, don't get me wrong, as soon as there's a um, report out about social deprivation, 
oh um bad health or mm. low low um um education and whatever things they'll, like send, that, they'll yeah. send a camera crew to Murtha. Mm. And of course they want they won't talk to people like myself who can talk about these things. They'll find the you know they'll find the lowest denominator, which happens everywhere. And that happens to Murtha quite a lot. Um and it's unfair because Murtha's actually a very vibrant town. It's got a great musical culture. It's got, a lot, it's got a lot of things going on behind it. You know, it's got a lot of theatre produ uh, drama productions going on, for example, which is just um, from my local writers. It's a lot going on in a small town. Um, but, of course, that doesn't fit the profile. So yeah. a lot of fans are sort of swayed by that. And, you know, at, at a home game, we are loud. We try to be loud. And we sing a lot. We seem to upset the pool fans a bit. I don't know why. <laughs> um, um, but but no, I mean the, the, there's a reputation there, but that's based on the town's that's based on the town's reputation, not the club. But even the town's reputation is wrong. It's, no, mm. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's just another post-industrial down in this luck town, is all. But I mean, I don't know if the term working man's sort of club or town is acceptable anymore, but you know, that's the kind of vibe you get from it. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have the chat and just sort of get to know a bit better, get to sort of see behind what everyone knows and especially as someone that's not been but is going to go what to expect what to really sort of expect and that's it, uh, yeah i mean look, if you want to talk politics in murphy you'll get it because this is a, this is a left-wing town mm. um you know this is where the red flag was first raised in 1831 it was, it was raised in, in murthy when the murthy rising happened so you know um there's lots of stuff in murthy you can, you can look on keir hardy the first labor mp was in murthy you know there's all that stuff so there's a lot of history in the town um, and if you wanted to spend the weekend here, people will think, think that's a bit daft. It's worth coming to, because behind us, of course, then you've got the Brecon Beacons, mm. which is a stunning place to, to, to go on the round. So, you know, I can't, I'm trying my best to move the tourist board here to sell the, sell the club. And uh, But you're already coming anyway, so why am I bothering? Exactly, yeah. Save your yeah, breath. Yeah, you're anyway. I am going to have to have to talk about on-the-pitch stuff for a minute. Yeah, Otherwise, they, uh, the listeners well, won't be happy. If we had a conversation last season, I would have made me really reticent to talk about it. But at the moment, we've we're we've a bit of a renaissance. We're not we're not the most consistent team. Yeah, but on, look, our, on, but on our day we can play anybody. I mean, looking at the the recent games, I think inconsistent is the word that 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 comes out. I mean, I don't know how you feel about the cup game on Saturday. They lost away at Buxton, and um, before that, a couple of defeats and a draw. But before that, two wins, three wins. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean the, the cup the, the cup run I mean as you know the cup run people laugh about this but we've won four games obviously to get this far and we beat Gloucester above us and Folkestone were a good team as well and when we, and we played Buxton and quite honestly we should have beaten Buxton we played, we played the best football just couldn't score you know that's why that's why we love football you know I think Buxton were very lucky but that's what football's all about you got to score so good luck to them they they may they may play Ipswich next round good luck to them. Um, but we and, and I think we had three games in a week then between the cup games and um, we were hoping for a lot but, we, but it just didn't seem to happen. Now the cup cup's over and it's a, the biggest cliche in football. We can concentrate on the league. Concentrate on the league, of course. The league. Um, look, um, I'm, I'm looking at three points against Western. To be honest, yeah. you know, and I also I think I, I think we do play better against the better teams and Western's always been a good team, second in the league. And mm. um, we've got some exciting players as well now. So, you know, really want to make sure to see what, what we can do. People now, are going to hmm? exactly. think I've briefed you on this because I was going to ask 
and you brought me onto it very nicely. Who are the men to watch? Who should I look out for? Who have you got that's going to pull the strings and cause cause oh, the damage? There's loads of big players. I, 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 I'll be on D. No, um, no. Look, I mean, what we've got at the moment, and don't attempt fear here, but we've, we've got we've got two centre forwards who score goals. Um, one that, that Lewis Powell, um, who's a, sort of old fashioned centre forward, way. He's been sort of joined now by a young lad called Ricardo Reese mm. from down from Newport Way, and um, he's just a bit a bit special, you know. Just doesn't doesn't score ordinary goals, you know. So he's you know he's something that just excites fans, you know, to yeah. do something with that. We've got, I mean, we got um, in the fence. We got a couple of boys from from the from Liam Angel, or from with Yate, because our manager is Paul Mike on them. Yeah, was with Yate, and uh, you know he's come in. And we we when the club reformed for the last, let me get my maths right. For the last sort of 11, 12 years, we've always um, appointed from within the club, mm. and so we made a decision for the first time uh, was to advertise. So people applied, and Paul Michael came in and impressed us. And he's come in, <clears throat> and he's changed um, everything in the club. You know, um, not not drastically, but there's a different focus in the club now. So he's brought new players. He's brought players in, like um, Andy Lewis, who was with him at Yates. You know, um, Liam Angel, Tom Handley in defence, and, and these boys can play football. You know, and we and although we were towards the bottom of the league, long we've been one from bottom of the league last year. You know, we we actually do do have some we had some good players last season. Is our um our we had a young player in midfield called Fraser Thomas, who was released very early by Cardiff. Yeah, okay. he's he's um he was a Welsh player's analogy. David Brooks, who plays for AFC Bournemouth, if you know what I'm talking about, oh, very yeah. much similar to him. He's like the old-fashioned kid in the schoolyard. You give him the ball, he runs off with it. He may not run right run the right direction, but he runs off with it. <laughs> we don't keep it, yeah. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> So no, we've got plenty of players who can cause damage, you know. And I think what we need now is to start just um, now that the the fireworks are over with the the, the cup match because we took we took five hundred and fifty fans to to Buxton, you know. And so the last week and a half has been all about buying tickets and yeah. Um, so we took four we took four supporters buses and it was all about that. And after the games when we lost, people were still yeah. queuing up to get their, to get their tickets and everything. So that's that service right. is left now. Yeah. But now it's back to the bread and butter. So we've got Hanwell away to tomorrow, which will be super tough because there's a long way to go <coughs> on a Tuesday. But then Weston, in a, in a, let's be honest, a bit of a local derby. Mm. Why not? It'd be a perfect game for us. So, it, no. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest, um, f- from a football perspective as well, because... Um, it's interesting that you, you singled out your two centre forwards because Weston have conceded the fewest goals in the league so far this season. So that'll be a good sort of battle of, of wits and sort of, you know, characters and all that and seeing who can come out on top. So that'll be good. But Merthyr have got quite a few games in hand, probably because of the cup run. Yeah. We've got lots of games coming up now. We've got Tiverton games being rearranged for the Saturday now because we're at the cup. We've got Hanwell. Um, because we had, we had a game up in, oh my God, let me get this right, Chesham that was abandoned. Mm. And the players had a really bad injury. Right. So we're to go back to Chesham. So yeah, we've got lots of games in hand. Um, in reality, I'd love to us to just to you know get, have, a little, have a little dip at the playoffs. Mm. Um, don't know, but the, the, the season's been, the, the last season was, was, was unique because we were terrible, but the fans stayed with us. I think that was a post-COVID thing. I don't know what happened to Western. 
people were so desperate to get out of the house after the lockdowns that just watching any football, however bad it was, mm. yeah, been in the house. So I think we were lucky with that. Plus, obviously, at Merthyr, it, it is a social event. The carbon chips, the pint on the terraces, you know, and the singing song, you know, the, the, the meeting your friends, and that is so very much, which is not different to Western, not different mm. to Western at all. So that is very much, it is very much a non-league football club. We've, we've got, in, in our group of fans being on the one band, the one goal, we've got 10, 15 ex-Cardiff fans who watch us now because it's a different product. Nothing, yeah. It's nothing to do with, it may have started with a bit of disillusionment with Vincent Tan and the red shirts and everything, but it's just about watching football with a pint in your hand now. It's cheap, sweaty fun. Yeah. It is. I'm, I'm sick of arguing with, with these fans who complain about not being able to watch whatever Premier League game they want in the UK because of the blackout and whatever. And it's like, there's a game on your flipping doorstep. It, it drives me mad when you're walking around Western and you see people in Man United, Man City, Liverpool, mm-hmm. PSG shirts. That's a new one. Where's that come yeah, from? Yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah, that's a new one. That's the global game. <clears> isn't it? I mean, yeah, you can't blame kids, I suppose, because they just play the computer games and you know mm-hmm. love it from that but it's it's yeah. when you see fellas older than me you've got I saw a guy in a Newcastle shirt the other day how long have you supported them anyway I'm being cynical whatever <laughs> so Mark just before just before I let you go am I right to ask about your role with Wales yeah. about the World Cup coming up yeah if you want to I, yeah. Obviously, I think it's been the open secret in, in, especially in Merthyr I work for the Welsh FA you know, which is, which is not always a good thing to do when you're sporting Merthyr. Look at the Welsh FA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You must be the sort of outsider almost, mustn't you? Yeah, well, I mean, or the insider. Depends who, depends who you talk to. <laughs> yeah. You know, depends, depends what conspiracy theory you would be to. No, yeah, I work for the Welsh FA. I have for 30 years. So, um, and I am the head of the, what's now called the Football Operations Department, which is basically looking after the national teams. So, yeah, next week, no, I should be on my way to Qatar. Pack your bags too. and on the flight. Yeah, you know. So we're looking for others. We've got a there's about a dozen or so Merthyr fans going out there. You know, it's it's not it's not going to be the same. Obviously, you, wow. you remember 2016 France, which was like for Welsh people was the perfect summer. Mm. You know, it was just an incredible tournament in France. Uh, we got to the semi final. You know, France is just a great country because it's so accessible. It was pre Brexit. Great. Yeah, you yeah. just go go into France, watch Wales. Oh my God, we won again. Go home, go home, change your pants, come back over again. Mm. You know, it was just the, the most perfect summer you can have. The weather was fantastic. It never, never, don't think it rained. But now Qatar's different. It's a long way to go. Money's tight. It's expensive. So it's a different tournament. You know, I think Wales are going to have about between two and three thousand fans there. I think that's a flipping good effort for anyone. I mean, I'm not sure uh, how many. But Each country is going to get really because I know there's difficulties with accommodation and sort of yeah. the rules about getting in and out and moving around in these places. Yeah. So whether it'll just be expats making up a lot of the, yeah. the numbers, there'll be a lot of expats out there. Mm. Um, but even in England, there are only three to four thousand sort of England fans. I believe because so. it's just so big. And the thing the difference is, is that oh, yeah, we want we want to win games, back to winning games in football. We Wales want to get through the group, you know. Mm. Um, but that. That model of going to France and then going, oh, oh my God, I get home now, get some money and come back again, that ain't going to happen. No. It'd be interesting to see what happens after the group stage in, in, in Qatar, 
where, what the fan base is going to be because, you know. That's a very good point, actually, because what do you do? Do you gamble and think, well, I'll stay here till the fourth week or whatever it is and uh, see and what some, happens? Some people will. Don't be wrong. There'll be people, people will have that sort of um, money in their pocket to do it, but Merthyr boys, no chance. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're out there now. You know, it's about 10, 11 pound a pint. You know, and, and only in certain places between certain hours, isn't it? I was listening to yeah, a thing about so the, it. The, the, all, the, all, the, all the major hotels have got Western bars, you know. So, but even then, you know, it's just not the same as, you know, again, when we were in France, you know, and France is the benchmark for Welsh water, isn't it? You know, you've got, you've got England, you've got, you've got 1966, which is in black and white. We've got France in 2016, which was in Technicolor, you know. So, <laughs> so that's our benchmark for everything. Um, no, but look. On the pitch, though, we're really looking forward to it. You know, um, it's been amazing, you know, 64 years, you know, and so it's going to be great, you know. Is it, it's, churlish, it, is it is. is it churlish to ask how far they can go? I mean, the answer is as far as you can. Um, the, the group we're in is an interesting group. Obviously, you've got England, mm. uh, who are actually not playing very well at the moment, uh, but things change when you go to World Cup. We've got Iran and the USA. And it's, it's that weird group. Where I, thought, I, read, I read in the paper, I should have to draw about, of all the groups in the World Cup, this is the, the group that's closest with the rankings. Oh, okay. So I think it's, you know, England, and then it's, I think it's us, it was USA, and then the, so the, in the teens, and then you got Iran in the 20s. So the actual sort of the ranking of the teams, it's quite a tight group. Oh, I, mean, I didn't know. I, that I think that. that. I think it's one of the groups. We could, we could win three games. We could lose three games. Mm. Um, so it's an interesting group, um, and I think I think we we're going to get through it. Um, next round there will be the, the Dutch or the Senegalese, I suppose. I, th- I think for us, getting out of the group will be the the, the minimum we want. Mm. That's what I- we want because we we we, we, we the, sorry, this is our fourth t- t- finals we've ever been to. In '58 we got to the quarter final. In 2016 we got the semi final, and 2021. Hmm, we got to the last sixteen, so we've never we've never failed to get out of the group. So we just want to keep that going. Well, you've said it now, flipping neck. Yeah, well, that's that's what we want to do. That, that's that's our that's our main, you know. But uh, no, we, again, a bit like a bit like Merthyr, you know, Wales is exactly the same. We got some really good, exciting players, and if they play, we can beat anybody. To be honest, the way the group is, I, I could see any of the well, maybe not Iran so much. I don't know about them, but America are a good team. Yeah. They, they could be Wales, they'd be England, and they could finish top of the group, and then it's second between England and Wales, and it comes down to that game. It's, it just, I yeah. just don't know. It could be, yeah. could be anything. And with you saying it could be Senegal for the, the, um, for the next round, I think mm. an African team will do all right. And I think it'll be all the South American teams that are the ones to watch just because of the conditions, the heat, the climate, the it humidity. Is, no. it's, it, it is a unique tournament because, again, it's unique because it's a one city tournament. So it's like, you know, playing a tournament in Bristol. Mm. I know it's bonkers, but it is, you know, because the, we, when we were in France or when we went to one, when any tournament you go, like when we went to Russia, you'd have been somewhere and you fly and you come back. And uh, this time you're just going to get on a bus. The first you go is an hour, I think, play a game of football and come back to your hotel, rest for four days, train, 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 and do it again. That's a different dynamic to, you know, you know, to anything mm. else. It's, you know, very much a different way of doing things. And it might suit certain countries who've done, you know, in the past may have struggled with infrastructure and logistics. And, you know, uh, well, now there's none of that. You just get on your bus and you go to the game and you play and you come back and you start again. 
So I think they might be very open to World Cup. I think you're absolutely right there. Maybe the foot, no, there can be, can be some breakthrough, thing, breakthrough things here with the African team winning it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's a, it's a unique tournament. And the games are fairly kind in terms of the time of day as well. I think there's a couple of days early on where there's four games on and they start from 10 a.m. our time. So yeah. the, the, you'll be over there. So it will be yeah, slightly different. But... It's a, it's a three, yeah, it's a three hour difference. So I think our games are. Um, We've got we, when we play Iran, it's a 10 a.m. kickoff. So I think mm. the football club in Merthyr, by the way, is open for all the games. So if you want to come and watch Wales play, Wales v. England, Wales v. England at Merthyr Clubhouse, all the Western fans come to that. They'll yeah. be really well, welcome. They'll be really welcome. <laughs> you know, as long as you wear your shirt or you come dressed well, in your, well, as your well, Crusaders you, or something. You've yeah. got to wear the lot, me. It'll be fine. It'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> right. On that note, I could sit and talk to you all night, Mark, but I really shouldn't. Um, it's been great having you on. I'm sure the listeners will really have enjoyed it too. Um, I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Yeah, and okay. if anyone else wants to see your output and read your bits, you can find uh, you can find your Twitter stuff on Dial M for Merthyr, yeah? Uh, yeah, at Dial M for Merthyr and the, the four is at number four. And also there's a, I, um, I'm one of the boys who runs the Merthyr fanzine, Dial M for Merthyr. That's where the name comes from. So there's a Dial M for Merthyr blog site as well if you want to get onto that. Um, called Dining from Merthyr blog site um, with all the, all the previous stories and stuff. So there'll be something on the other Western probably. I'm not sure if I was kind or not. Hmm. Never know. I won't read that till after the game on Saturday. Yeah, don't spoil, it. don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, everyone. No problem, Andy. Anytime. Catch you on Saturday. Cheers, guys. See you then. Cheers, mate. Thanks, then. Bye. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.